Everything is inspired by the teachings of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, the founder and Charlie of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Every once in a while when I find something that I think is really funny, I share it. Have you heard of the Russian comedian Yakov Smirnov, anybody? Well, when he first came to the United States from Russia, he wasn't prepared for the incredible variety of instant products available in American grocery stores, as he describes it. On my first shopping trip, I saw powdered milk. You just add water and you get milk. And then I went down another aisle and I saw powdered orange juice. You just add water and you get orange juice. I went to a third aisle and I saw baby powder and I thought, a man, what a country. Our topic today is calling out the real you. In each of our bodies, there is a divine person, a spark of God, created in His image, eternal, full of bliss and knowledge, called Sat-Chi-Ananda in the Sanskrit. As such, this person is secure, confident, creative, disciplined, focused, devoted, and humble. But just because that person is in you, doesn't mean that he or she is automatically going to come out. person needs to be released, and that's what we're going to talk about today, is how to release that best version of yourself. Abraham Maslow, the great psychologist, he said, quote, the healthiest, most flourishing, and most valuable among us are those who are motivated by transformation, by the release of potentials, capacities, and talents through purposeful action. I'm sure you've all felt that there's a self that you ought to be being beneath the self that you now are, yearning to realize itself, anchoring to rise up. The problem is that if we ignore these urges towards self-transformation for too long, we'll end up living haunted by what might have been. Again, Maslow was so convinced of the importance of self-realization and self-transformation that he made the following, I think you'll agree with me, pretty bold statement. He said, if you plan on being anything less than what you're capable of being, you'll probably be unhappy all the days of your life. Prabhupada, our spiritual master, says in Purport the 11th canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Krishna consciousness or God consciousness is not a question of faith as much as it is a science of self-transformation. And to ignore this calling is to set yourself up for a disappointment and a pain that sears the heart as one progresses on in life towards middle age and old age. One gradually becomes more and more hopeless and despondent in material life. However, the good news is that if you are fortunate enough to receive good instructions from the Lord or His representative devotee, there's a potential there to transform one's material disappointment into spiritual success. Actually, it is said that Lord Krishna, God, seated in our heart, is our only friend. And this simple understanding of God in the heart, poised and willing and ready to help us move to the next level of our destiny, that understanding alone can bring us to a level of spiritual happiness. 
Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. I know you've been expecting it, as soon as I introduced the subject of transformation, it was inevitable that we bring up the caterpillar, right? <laughs> Starts off as a worm-like larva, one of the most disgusting, repulsive, but unattractive entities in nature, plain, nothing special about it. And yet Krishna, God, has programmed that worm to go through an amazing transformation. Forms a cocoon, metamorphosis takes place little by little, changes. One day a leg pushes out, another day a wing. Soon thereafter, its head appears. And when it's free from the cocoon, it has transformed into one of the most beautiful, graceful, and colorful entities on the planet, a butterfly. Now, instead of having to crawl, always squirm around on the ground, can lift up and fly wherever it wants. In a similar way, unless our thoughts are retrained, we're going to gravitate towards the negative. Although we are innately spirits, creatures of light, we find ourselves in the darkness of matter, surrounded by that which is temporary, that which is dark. Tendency towards despair, despondency. You know what's wrong with the material world? There's only one thing wrong with the material world. Matter. <laughs> when you think about it, if it wasn't for matter, we wouldn't have any problems at all. We wouldn't have birth, death, disease, old age, hunger, thirst, breakups, dear John letters, pimples, auto accidents, wars. It's all because of matter. We're surrounded by matter. No wonder that if you don't cultivate spiritual knowledge, if you don't actively excavate for the soul, you can't help but be depressed. Therefore, it's said that if we don't repattern our thinking, we're going to gravitate towards the negative like that larva crawling on the ground. We tend to think, I can't get that promotion. I'm not qualified. I'll never rise much higher. I come from the wrong family. I've made too many mistakes. Krishna could never bless me. I'll never lose that weight. My business will never get off the ground. I could never be a good parent. You know what those are? Wormy thoughts. <laughs> Jolanda Jacobi, in a thesis called The Way of Transformation, she writes, any obstruction of the natural processes of transformation or getting stuck on a certain level takes its revenge. If not immediately, then in the latter stage of the second half of life, serious crises, nervous breakdowns, and all manner of physical and psychic sufferings. And mostly, they're accompanied by vague feelings of guilt, tormenting pains of consciousness, in the face of which the individual feels oneself helpless. He knows he's guilty, not necessarily of any bad deed. He may not have given away to any illicit impulse, and yet, in spite of not having committed necessarily any bad deeds, he's plagued by uncertainty, discontent, despair, and above all, by anxiety. In fact, he must be pronounced guilty. 
guilt does not lie in the fact that he did anything wrong, but it lies in the fact that he has a blockage, and knowing that he has a blockage, he never did anything to move past it. Her associate, Carl Gustav Jung, in Memories, Dreams, and Reflections, says when troubled by these negative emotional states, most people choose to take the easy road instead of doing the work, the heavy labor, changing their behaviors, repatterning their thinkings. They just try to dull their feelings or run away from them. They take drugs. They drink. They distract themselves by pursuing mindless pleasure. Problem is that in the long run, this doesn't make it better, it makes it worse. We may think there is a safe road, but anyone who takes the safe road, the road of inaction, is as good as dead. Because after all, what is death? If not inaction, to break up long jams, you got to listen to what your well-wishing friend benevolent heavenly father and creator says about you in the Bible Gita song of God Krishna says the soul which I created forged with my own hand which is made of the same stuff that I made of can never be cut by a weapon burned by fire drowned by water or withered by the wind not to evaham jatunasham Krishna says to his friend Arjun never was there a time when I did not exist well we all know that God's eternal but then Krishna goes on to say, nor you, nor you, nor you, nor you, nor any others also. That each and every living being is eternal. I blessed you in the very manner of your creation by making you indestructible, eternal. No weapon can harm you. No enemy can defeat you. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama, Hare Hare. The problem with negative thoughts is they keep the full you, the real you, down from coming out. The key is to know that within you, there is a great parent. Within you, there is a great A-plus student, a great talent, a great inventor. Within you, there is a person who is free and clean and sober. That person is the head, not the tail. That person is a lender, not a borrower. But you have to do your part. Keep renewing your mind. Rising above the dampening effect, the suffocating effect of matter, agreeing with what Krishna or God says about you. And if you do that, it's really just a matter of time before the real you, the butterfly, is released. You have to come to the point where you declare that's it. I'm through with worm-like thoughts of defeat and inadequacy. I'm not going to sit around in the dark anymore. I'm turning on the light of Krishna's power, the light of Krishna's healing, the light of Krishna's rejuvenation. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama, Hare We read in the Srimad Bhagavatam about Narayana. In his previous life, Narayana, was the five-year-old son of a maidservant. Maidservant's a polite way in those days of staying a prostitute. That means he didn't know who his father was. 
His mother was bitten by a snake and died. Five years old, he was orphaned. He had no father, no older brothers, no sisters, no uncles, no cousins, no grandparents, no foster parents. Seemed unfair. How was he going to get fed, housed, clothed, educated? So many disadvantages and only at five years old. Now surely, a lot of wormy thoughts were knocking on the door of his mind, telling him, you're at risk. You've got too much coming against you. You'll never amount to anything. You might as well settle for second best. But Narji knew this truth. If you were to fulfill your destiny, you need to call on the name of the Almighty Lord, asking His help to move past your circumstances, past the people who are coming against us. Narji did so. The Lord guided his steps to a forest ashram in the foothills of the Himalayas, where during the four months of the rainy season, there was a congregation of saintly devotees discussing the pastimes of the Lord, doing puja, doing the worship, and taking sacred food which had been offered him. Nard stayed with them for four months. He served them. He ate the remnants of their food. He listened to the sacred topics that they discussed. After the four months of the rainy season were over and the sages moved on, this five-year-old boy began wandering all over the world, in jungles and deserts, without being harmed. To what did he attribute his immunity? He said, everywhere I went, being humble and non-envious, I chanted constantly the names of God. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Eventually the Lord appeared before him as he meditated on the Lord with his mind transformed in transcendental love as tears flowed down his cheeks. The Supreme Personality of Godhead was visible to him sitting within the core of his heart. Narada Muni says these words, It is personally experienced by me that the process of self-transformation after the ways of the great saints and sages can provide us with everything we need to crossing over and overcoming the gravitational effects of material nature and going back home, ultimately back to God. He says, in course of time, thinking of Krishna, Narayaji came to that point which we commonly describe as death when a change of body occurs. And this is what he described about transmigrating from his past life to his present life. He said, being free, from all material tanks, I met with death, just as lightning and illumination occurred simultaneously. No sooner had his soul left the previous body than instantaneously and immediately he resurrected in an entirely eternal, spiritual, glowing, effulgent body. He says, just as the illumination immediately follows the lightning, I shed my material body after death and my spiritual body instantaneously emerged. The material body had been a product of karma, earned by an accumulation of material desire, action, and reaction over many lifetimes. It was temporary, full of miseries, unenlightened. The spiritual body, on the other hand, residing dormant within the material body, is eternal, blissful, full of knowledge. And even while in the material body, a pure devotee's body, it becomes surcharged with spiritual energy by using the tongue, 
to glorify the Lord, the ears to hear the Lord, the hands to serve the Lord in the temple, the eyes to see the beautiful form of the Lord, and the nose to smell the incense and flowers. As the senses are engaged, even within this body, in transcendental devotional service, one becomes surcharged with spiritual energy. It's like the butterfly developing itself within the cocoon. So what can we all learn from this story that happened many, many millions of years ago? Maybe you have negative circumstances in your life, negative voices played in your mind just like the five-year-old orphaned, fatherless, motherless Narda must have had. But when Narda got into the right mind frame, when he started renewing his mind, associating with the unlimited Lord through sound vibration, he released his spiritual form. He released the person that he was created to be. Talented, strong, positive, joyful, confident, valuable, one of a kind. Our message today is that inside of each and every one of you is a victorious, successful, world changer, just waiting to break up. Your butterfly is waiting to soar. Can I tell you, you owe it to yourself and you owe it to your loved ones to realize the full you. There is no limit to what Krishna or God can do in you and through you when you start believing that you're blessed, that you're one of a kind, that you're a conqueror. When you renew your mind, Transformation will take place by the grace of the Lord. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare. Prabhupada said, if you love Krishna in any capacity, you shall never be frustrated because everything in Krishna or God is eternal, blissful, and full of knowledge. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Tell the story of a young boy, his mother wanted to play the piano and she encouraged a love for music within him. In this connection, she got two tickets for herself and her son to go to a Paderewski concert. The mother and the son went in, they found their seats. The mother spotted a friend a short distance away and she walked down the aisle to greet her. The time got a little too young for the youngster, so he wandered off exploring the wonders of the concert hall. Eventually, making his way through a door marked clearly, no admittance. When the house lights dimmed, the mother returned to her seat only to find that her son was missing. That moment, the curtains on the stage parted into her shop. There was her son seated on the stage at the keyboard of Paderewski Steinway. Oblivious to the crowd, the young boy started to pick out the notes of Twinkle, twinkle, little star. And then, Paderewski, the great concert pianist, swept onto the stage. Without missing a beat, he quickly moved to the piano, leaned over and whispered in the boy's ear, don't quit, keep playing. And around the left side, he reached with his left hand, and he began filling in the bass notes to Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. And soon his right hand reached around the other side of the boy and added the treble part. And together, the great master and the young boy transformed Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star 
into something that had never been before. It was a wonderfully creative moment. Obviously, the audience was captivated. Just so, Krishna, the maestro, the master, is able to work through our sometimes feeble efforts, wrapping his arms around us, urging us on, transforming our lives into something extraordinary. Krishna, God, equips us to dream dreams. He encourages us to tax our imaginations. He prods us to envision far more than we ever thought possible. Ask yourselves, are not our lives meant for wonder and amazement, mystery, growth, for dreaming with eyes wide open? The promise is that God never leaves you. He's closer than a brother in the region of your heart, encouraging, upholding, challenging, renewing, recreating us that we might dream new dreams and imagine new possibilities, possibilities of peace, possibilities of compassionate love, possibilities transform life. God can see things that others can't see. Sometimes people will push you down, make you feel insignificant. Sometimes your own mind will try to convince you that you don't measure up your subpar, your second best. You don't have what it takes. But Krishna, God, sees beyond the surface, beyond the body, beyond your gender, beyond your race, beyond your height, beyond your skin color. Krishna sees how it is that he made you, your incredible value. He doesn't just see what you are at the moment. He sees past, present, and future. He sees what it is that you can become. He sees you as a shining soul ready to break out of the cocoon of this material body. But we just have to do our part. What is that? Chaito darpen a marginum. Clean the mirror of your heart. Just clean the dust of forgetfulness. Clean the dust of material association and misidentification from the dirty mirror of your heart so that it can reflect back to your true image of yourself as a world changer, a barrier breaker, a conqueror, as wonderfully and fearfully made. We just have to chant. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, or any bona fide name of God. We're not sectarian here. Now, deep down, you have to believe that you're not second best, that you're redeemed, you're restored, you're talented, you're valuable. Believe that with Krishna, God's encouragement, and with his partnership, you can release the full you, the butterfly inside. A good example of this kind of transformation, we found it in the story of Dalsinea. She's one of the principal characters in that popular Broadway musical, The Man of La Mancha. The audience learns that Don Quixote, who is the chief protagonist, as I'm sure you know, he lives with lots and lots of illusions. The most famous of his illusions is that he's a knight errant who battles dragons in the form of windmills. At the end of the play, as Don Quixote lies dying, 
he has at his side a prostitute. Her name was Aldonza. However, throughout the play, he has seen her not as a common prostitute, but as a wonderful princess. And he called her accordingly Dulcinea, the sweet one, much to the laughter and derision of the local town people. Don Quixote has seen her and named her in a way unlike anything she's ever experienced in her lifetime. When Don Quixote breathes his last, Aldonza begins to sing the famous song, Impossible Dream. And as the echo of the song dies away, someone shouts to her from the crowd, Hey, Aldonzo! But she pulls away proudly and she says, No! My name is Dulcinea. What happened there? That crazy knight's love had transformed her. So today, Krishna's love. Krishna brought you to the temple here to hear me tell you that you're not average, you're not ordinary. There's a king in you, there's a queen within you, there's a butterfly waiting to come out. You are not who people call you. You are who God says you are. He wants you to renew your mind. He wants you to answer to more than a conqueror, world changer, history maker. He has assignments for you to fulfill, missions for you to accomplish. Could it be that the only thing that's holding you back are your thoughts towards yourself? You're focused on your mistakes, the times you blew, how you don't think you'd measure up. Our encouragement today is get rid of the wormy thoughts. Transform your mind. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Life is not meant for sitting around, having a pity party, feeling inadequate. That's a way of killing yourself, of committing suicide. Our suggestion is turn it around. You need to get ready. Talent's going to come out of you that you didn't know you had. Strongholds of inferiority are being broken. You're going to feel a new boldness, a confidence to pursue your destiny. Krishna God does not want you to get stuck and stay in your cocoon. He didn't create you to crawl around and squirm. If you will start the renewing of your mind, you're going to realize the full you. We're calling out today the confident you, the successful you, the blessed you, the talented you, the disciplined you. We're calling out the excellent you. The king is coming out. The queen is coming out. You're not going to settle where you are. You're going to be transformed. If you will call in the names of the Lord, you're going to rise up on the wings of a butterfly. You're going to soar to places you could never have gone on your own. In this life, in next life, you're going to go back to home. Back to God. Many of that sounds good. I mean, after all, what's not to like? <laughs> Let's raise your arms long as me. And let's all say together. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare.
हरे राम हरे राम राम राम